Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. I am your host, Paul. And for this episode, we will be reviewing Marvel slash Sony's Spider-Man No Way Home. Joining me, as always, is Tony. Hello. And Josh. Evening. Hello, boys. You all right? So Good evening. We are a little bit behind with this review. Um, <laughs> Josh, for his his part, not his fault, but he, he caught COVID the day before the film came out, I believe. Yeah. Very um, fucking lucky, aren't I? So me and Tony went and saw it within the first couple of days. Did you go? You, you went and saw it on opening night, didn't you, Tony? Oh, on the Wednesday afternoon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took the afternoon off work to make two o'clock yeah. in the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd I'd originally planned to go on the Sunday with the family, um, and then I had a Christmas party. But well, well, a Christmas meal, not a party. And I was in town, and it was done by like three o'clock. So I ended up going and seeing it twice over the first, like, five days. Um, so Nothing I went and saw it on the Thursday. I hadn't even seen it once. Rub it no. in my face, why don't you? <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I, I managed to see it twice. Uh, Tony, I think you, you were planning to go <laughs> and see it twice and then didn't. Yeah, I didn't see it the second time, unfortunately. No. So if I, I'm probably going to save myself for the Blu-ray now and all those deleted scenes that we'll probably cover at some point. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. I must say it's, it's made arranging records and discussing stuff quite interesting. Yeah, because because uh, Craig had seen it as well on opening day, and yeah. we were all like, "What do we do? Do we talk or not?" No, and then we were like, "No, Josh isn't going." So um, <laughs> we didn't. But then it was the other way around because Josh, you'd seen the last episode of Hawkeye at the same yeah. time as me. So me and me and Josh were talking about Hawkeye in one group. I was talking to Tony on text about Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> it was all kind of all over the place. Just left Craig to yeah. debate by himself. Yeah. Um, so, but on that note, <laughs> as we record this, it is Craig's birthday. So happy birthday, Craig. Happy birthday, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but on that note, because Josh has seen it more recently, only just before Christmas, like a day before Christmas. It was Christmas Eve Eve, I believe you went to see it, didn't you, Josh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I literally oh, I I came right out of work. And usually when we come out of work, I wait for all, like my mates and we all walk to our cars together and we have like a natter and whatever about the day. And I just said to them, no, I'm sorry, I love you dearly and have a Merry Christmas and a safe New Year, but fuck you as I'm going to the cinema to cry my eyes out at Spider-Man. <laughs> and I, ju- I just like, I, I literally dived in the car and ran Drove Interesting the, that you knew you were going to cry your eyes out before you even got in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the tissues ready both for, for both uh, reasons on that day. So because of that, and on a side note, I've now got a chest infection um, and I'm struggling <laughs> to talk at times. We are going to allow Josh to lead the Spider-Man talk because it is most most fresh in his brain. So over <laughs> to you, Josh. Yes. Yeah, and because I, I, I am the biggest fucking Spider-Man fan you will probably ever meet. Um, yeah, so this film picks up exactly where the last film left off. Uh, Peter's identity has been revealed by the absolute little bastard that is Mysterio, but I absolutely <laughs> adore that villain. Um, I've got to say, the scene immediately when his identity is revealed 
everyone just immediately turns on him. Like, you'd think that a couple of people would be, like, sticking up on him, saying, oh, I know, hang on, he, like, he saved me nan from, you know, having a yeah. heart attack or something yeah, in the street. The only yeah. point we get of people still being on his side is the, the people in the, the Roosevelt Island cable car that are all still yeah. waving at him happily. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but do, do you know what pissed me off? It's the it's the woman that like tries to grab MJ and like mm. or I think she tries to like yes. grab his mask off him, and I'm like, whoa, hang on, yeah. just just calm down. Oh, and then says she but, got assaulted. Did he hit her or something like that? I think isn't it? Yeah, like he just like sort of brushed her arm away to say, "Get off me, missus," yeah. and she goes, "See that fan just hit me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wish. Um, on a technical point, also on, on, on this moment, I love the fact that um, the director went and got one of the extras back, at least, and dressed the other two in exactly the same outfits as we saw from the end of the previous film. And I thought, yeah, that's like touch of time. Detail. Yeah, and we yeah. we also yeah. get our first link to uh, Hawkeye with Rogers the musical being advertised as they swing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a good this, thing this I saw Hawkeye sort of... before I saw the film. This was probably yeah. in just, well, most of the film takes place in that summer, doesn't it? Before Hawkeye, yeah. I guess. It's yeah. Obviously yeah, the I end thought of the it film. was, because um, it doesn't, Far From Home, which obviously leads, leads into No Way Home, is six months after Endgame. But then I've heard that Hawkeye is two years after um, Endgame. Obviously, I'm going to assume that's wrong now. but And we've not had any, like, official thing of saying this takes place... Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all the, the breakdowns and stuff I've watched of Hawkeye, uh, and, and they suggest that they were in the same sort of six-month period at the end of the same year. Um, right, so Endgame happened six months later, Spider-Man uh, 2 and 3 happened, and then what, the following Christmas is Hawkeye? Effectively, I think, yeah. Cause, I mean, because presumably that was like a summer holiday trip they went on in, in uh, Far From Home, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So but then also, obviously, not to skip right to the back end, but there's the end scene, isn't there? Yeah. Which, and it's well, I guess that sort of is there to suggest that he's been doing it on his own for a little while after after the, after we get that climax of the film. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah. why we'll come to that in a minute. But yeah, yeah. but no, that's what I've led to believe. That, so, so that's why we see Roger there, because, of course, as Paul will, will tell you, the musicals go on and on for months and months and months. So yeah. I thought it was interesting, that, just referring back to Hawkeye, that that Clint's family, obviously, it's been a thing for them to go and see this musical. It's obviously yeah. been on for a while when he's set up on Spider-Man. He's, he's uh, probably, like, put it off for ages, saying, I don't want to see all my dead mates on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, um, it's a lovely the, reference, and I, I might squeed a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole thing where AJ's just on the, the loudspeakers over Times Square as... Peter's swinging MJ through, trying to get her away from all the crowds. It's very um, oh, there's a there's a comic book reference here, and I'm trying to remember what it is. Um, I think it's like as Peter's sort of deliberating whether to give up being Spider-Man in issue fifty back in the sixties. There's like all voices in his head saying to him, "Oh, you should give it up because of this. You shouldn't give it up because of that." And it kind of reminds me of that because it's always that voice that's going to be in the back of Peter's head for the rest of his days as Spider-Man, mm. where he's like, "Should do you not think it's time to like put the mask away for good? Mm. Like, is it really worth all like the like the negativity that comes along with it?" It'd be a very very interesting 
arc to explore in the next uh, couple of films. Um, There's a great little comedic moment that I absolutely loved when he swings them on top of the bridge and he just like leaves it there to balance on the beam. (laughs) And and, and, And Ned rings him. I thought that Dude. was brilliant. Dude! Yeah. I'm, I should Dude. do some great stuff in this one's in there. I thought, you know, and that's one of my favourite scenes of it. Great stuff in it. i got to say, though, I love the whole um, the whole scene where all the helicopters are surrounding them on the bridge. Mm, it's very... Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, you know, like one of those old films you'd see in, back in the 80s where... Um, like someone would be wrongly accused of something, then they go on the run, and then they'd be cornered in this big dramatic sort of end of the second act type thing. Yeah, it also yeah. feels a little King Kong as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you said it. Yeah, mm. <laughs> he's about to take MJ up the Empire State Building. Oh, that sounds a bit wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Craig would have contributed to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental filling, innuendo. I'm filling two roles here, lad. <laughs> I'm filling both scouser roles. As long as you're um, not filling both holes, you're fine. <laughs> I just took my water there. Thanks for later. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the that I'm drinking. It's just going to come out my nose. <laughs> um, i I got to say, I love the, the whole bit where he's obviously swinging through the city and whatever, but even though it's really small and kind of inconsequential, I love the bit where he swings through the subway because we we never really yes. get much of that. You always see Spider-Man traversing the city over the rooftops and swinging between yeah. buildings and what have you. Mm. You never actually see him go underground, except no. in, obviously, Andrew's film. or Well, Andrew's yeah. first film anyway. Yeah. Um, and even that's literally for, like, what, five minutes? Yeah. Whereas, like, when you play, when you play like some of the expanded video games or like even the comics and things like that, he goes into the sewers quite a lot. Obviously, when he faces Lizard, but there's also like other villains that sort of lurk in the depths underneath New York. I wish we'd see a bit more of that going forward. To be honest, mm. <laughs> um, I love the fact that um, we get my favorite defender in this film. I knew he was going to be in it. I knew he was going to be in it because um, it, there is a... Go on. I was going to say, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but it, there was verbal reaction in my screen and that even because... Um, because <laughs> also, I, I went to see on that, that Wednesday afternoon and I thought, there's not going to be many people in And it was, it was on like a small screen which holds up maybe 110 or something. And there were like 40 or 50 people. The cinema was half full at like 2 o'clock <laughs> on the Wednesday afternoon. So obviously loads of people had taken the time away. Or, or college or whatever and so there was a really good atmosphere in there at certain points and that was the first real one when you yeah, see my, my cinema was quiet yeah, yeah mine was to be honest oh. but I think that's because a lot of people might have been on the second or third view by the time I went to see it yeah um, but, I think um, there, were, there were a lot of younger people in my screen and I think there might have been some college well, types of stuff I think um, well, that, that's but yeah but that, that moment when the when we see the cane was the first reaction well, I think I was probably one of them. <laughs> yeah. And I knew he was going to be in it because um, there's a YouTube channel that I watch quite uh, regularly and um, the journalist that hosts the channel, um, her sources are very, very good. Um, like uh, 
she she taught she uh, broke the news to me personally. I don't know about anyone else who might be listening, uh, but she broke the news to me about uh, Daredevil's return. Uh, the other two Spider Men. Uh, she broke the thing, the news about the Young Avengers to me that that's upcoming. Um, and it was quite a long time it before. It did amuse what? me that he appears half right after the interrogation bit where everybody thought he was going to be in, and that was actually yeah. damage control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't there supposed to be a deleted scene where he walks in there and says, "Don't say another That's... word"? Yep, there's a and, couple and of scenes then, apparently. Yeah, court scene as well, which is I was surprised wasn't in there. I thought, oh, if he's going to be in there, they're going to have a, two minutes of him grandstanding in court. But obviously, they felt that, they this, this is the to, thing. So. When when we walked out of the cinema, I turned to my dad and I said. I, I know I religiously don't buy Blu-rays or DVDs or any kind of home media anymore purely because you can stream the vast majority of anything on online now through a Fire Stick or a games console, whatever. Mm. Um, I said, but I am going to buy home on Blu-ray. No, no question yeah. about it because I want the deleted scenes. I want as much extra content for this film as possible. Mm. Yeah, and from what we've seen this week, there's there's at least half a dozen of them, aren't there? So, yeah. But uh, going back to the um, the daredevil scene in the part in the apartment, um, the brick catching, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. It's, it's now, the fact that that Peter just kind of stops with his hand in the air and he's like, "Why is it not in my hand?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks as if it's like, "Why haven't I got it?" <laughs> yeah, it's an absolutely so well fantastic scene I, I, and they have a I real really good chemistry wish... between them as well well yeah. that, that's yeah, the thing, that's the thing that I was looking for so watching this scene I thought if uh, Tom and Charlie don't have good chemistry we may not get much more of them going forward in the MCU but uh, yeah. thank god they were just they were like brothers I know they're both it must be the British, got a lot in common yeah but, yeah <laughs> Yeah, as we'll talk about another one in uh, upcoming time, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I love that, uh, obviously, following the whole legal side of it, um, I love that we actually get a kind of montage of the reaction to Peter and having his identity out there, like including the whole uh, going back to school after the summer break. And then there's also... Um, Basically, he's just doing his regular spidey stuff, and he's get he's basically getting assaulted in the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's 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 fucking mental. And apparently, yeah. that getting... the the whole thing of the paint being tipped on him was meant to be an extended scene as well. Um, Wasn't that we supposed would've... to be after he um he was gonna like stop his real life brother from committing yes. a crime or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I had heard about that because obviously he mentioned it on Graham Norton, but um, no one really knew what yeah. the scene actually was going to be. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we we have done some investigative work and found out. <laughs> um, but I, do you know what? In all fairness, I actually quite like the fact that that's the reason that that suit then becomes the black and gold suit that we'd seen so much yeah. in the promo material. Um, mm. I'm not going to lie. Not a big fan of the black and gold suit, just a, as a thing to look at. Obviously, it's very practical and says the purpose, whatever. But I, I just think as as a Spider Man suit to look at, it's really, really not up there for me as 
a, fa- a, a favourite or one that I like, to be honest. We'll get on to another one that is a fan favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the whole thing with um, Doctor Strange, though, I absolutely love. Um, I just love any scene that has uh, more British actors in, to be honest. Um, it, it's it's the chemistry that they have. They have a certain type of humour that yeah. Americans yeah. don't have, but they understand and they love the fact that we can do it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, I mean, and I know Marvel is a very um, American-based property, but the fact that they're incorporating other forms of cultural humour into into the universe is just making me very very happy <laughs> and you you can clearly see that benedict and and tom have got a kind of brotherly relationship yeah when you yeah, see him yeah. doing press and stuff benedict certainly has, yeah, like has had his arm around thing, his yeah. shoulders yeah i call one interview he did we did a quick impression of tom as well when they were interviewing yeah. them yeah I think it's spot on. I think it's brilliant. The guy's got great. Yeah. Great. I still want him to play a younger version of Snape. Mm, in a prequel, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Benedict. Oh, Benedict. Benedict. Right, okay. Benedict does a great impression of Alan Rickman. Yeah, he does, to be fair, but I mean, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch doing it, to be honest, unless he was like um, Doctor Strange Supreme or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do love the whole, um, like the scenes between the two of them, and even when um, the spell goes horribly, horribly wrong, and he says, "Hang on, you didn't even think to go and just talk to someone before coming straight to me to do my." Yeah. Oh, I thought, and in fairness, I myself hadn't even thought of that. I because hadn't... I for, no, no because from all the promo material, I thought the woman that he saved on the bridge was just some woman. Yeah, or like the um, I thought she was going to be like the prosecutor in his um court case when the devil represents him. Oh, yeah, she or worked I for damage like control military or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not think she was just going to be the college admissions woman. So I'll give Sony <laughs> their due. They completely, completely pulled the wool over many people's eyes with the trailers. Actually, for this one, I'll give oh them yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, they did. They with. changed changed quite a lot out, didn't they? Like obviously yeah, yeah. the whole yeah, the whole yeah. stuff with Wong is different. Yeah. From the yeah. trailer, you think he's telling him not to do it, and then and apparently that scene was originally in the film, and then they changed it. And that's what deleted, isn't it? Again, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I think, and also, I think that's what led uh, to a lot of the um, Doctor Strange Supreme rumors. As in, that's not our. Yeah. I mean, we even said it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. And it's, just. Only to be how well now. Does he did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they also obviously changed out um, the the Scooby Do this crap to Scooby Do this shit as well. Yeah. Um, we've got some friends from my son. <laughs> <laughs> my son wasn't impressed with Doctor Strange saying shit. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, to get upset with your son has a problem with the the uh, the coarse language and yet that hair on on Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> you got to admit that was a fucking shit wig, wasn't it? Yeah, and he clearly has been changed in the multiverse of madness. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Thank well, thank fuck like, but it's just uh, that that wig. Just I, I had to sometimes look away from him. Um, but um, I love the fact that um, they don't sort of give it some time between the spell going wrong and then the villain showing up. It, it's it is literally just cause and effect, and it happens within what yeah. two or yeah. three minutes. They don't they don't yeah. do like a time cut of saying like. Six months later, Goblin shows up. Six months later, Doc Ock shows up. Whoever it is, and we we didn't didn't have to see Thomas Peter chasing down all the villains. I like the fact that Strange has actually gone out and got one of them himself. Yeah, yeah, um, he's not. Yeah. yeah, he's not just delegated it to. He's gonna say, "You mm-hmm. going short this shit out? I couldn't give a fuck." And I also yeah. like the whole thing with Norman as well. That he, yes, at that point he doesn't put up a fight. He just walks. No. He walks into it, um, yeah. which I thought was was diff- di- different as well to what you would normally expect from a superhero film. The bridge, yeah. the bridge, so was fantastic. I really did like that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, Al- yeah. Alfred Molina ha- will will never put a foot wrong as Doc Ock in my eyes. Never. <laughs> no, he was perfect casting. He was perfect casting, and I'm not being funny. When they originally said, "Yeah, we're bringing a lot of the old villains back," I thought, "Oh shit, is he gonna like MCU them and like make them all happy and cheery and like probably kill one of them or something?" And but no, they they did them absolute perfect. It was literally like they had just stepped from 2002, 2004, 2012, 2014, or 16 even. They'd stepped exactly from that period in time when they were playing those characters exactly and moved them forward also into sells today. The confusion really well when, when Peter takes oh, back yeah. control of the nanobots and then he controls yeah. his suit. Well, and then yeah, he gets, well, then he gets um, the hand back. <laughs> well, it's, it's even when uh, Peter takes his mask off under the bridge and he yeah. goes, Hang on a minute, you're not Peter. I, for, for though obviously we're doing a podcast, I've just like tilted my head upside down, like just like I'm getting far <laughs> too much into this now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I love the whole scene with um with Doc Ock on the bridge. The fight was fantastically choreographed, mm. inc- yeah. beautifully incorporating the spider sense. Uh, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm still pissed off that they still call it a Peter Tingle. Um, that <laughs> yeah, that, that shit needs changing, like from yeah. from the way go of the next film. That that needs to fuck off, seriously. Yeah. Um, the because it sounds exceptionally sexual if if you have a very dark mind like I do, especially um, when MJ is saying it to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving him the eyes and saying, "You got that, Peter Tinkle." Um, <laughs> the with the bridge scene for a second um, actually had goosebumps when the spider sense went off and he looks over his shoulder and you hear the, the glider in the background Yeah, and then you hear the clink mm. of the bomb getting dropped on the floor Literally, I have not yeah. had goosebumps going to see a film for must be a decade at least now and that gave me goosebumps because I, I uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin used to actually scare me as a child, like because he, I was. He a is child. a scary character. That was always the point of him. Was oh, that yeah. he was meant to give you those those nightmares. Well, the and... thing is, um, it wasn't just Willem Dafoe's performance, which I'm sorry should have gotten some sort of award 
yeah. like well a prestigious one not just like teen choice award type shit um but even the the mask that used to scare the hell out of me because yeah. that alone is a scary fucking mask and, and what they do to it in could... this film is even scarier when it's got oh, yeah. no bottom half to it yeah it's those yellow eyes Mm. it's horrible but yeah I had goosebumps watching it and when he comes out of the smoke and does the laugh oh my god I, ge- I think I genuinely grabbed hold of my seat yeah. because I was scared just all those nightmares came flooding back um, but yeah I love um, how just if memory serves does he go straight after Goblin or does he go then go for Electro and Sandman well, no, uh, he gets zapped back, doesn't he? Strange zaps Yeah, because Strange zaps him back, it explains the thing about the box, doesn't he? Yeah. Incorporates the spider yeah. tech, but then does he go straight for... Um, he goes for yeah, Electro, he does, for, he? I, Yeah, I, he I, goes I, for Electro because... There's, because the I think it's Goblin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because, but also because there's the intercut scene of Norman having a breakdown in an alleyway. Yeah. That's which, right, if yeah. you've been to Liverpool Town Centre on a Saturday night at Concert Square, is a common occurrence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not gonna lie, I really enjoyed the reappearance of Sandman. Yeah, I, don't I did think, as well. I, I, I don't think Thomas Hayden Church was done enough just. I mean, I know Spider Man 3 is a bit of a shit show anyway because of studio interference, but. I think given the right, given basically Sam Raimi at the pr- properly at the controls of Spider-Man Three, Thomas Aiden Church would have probably gone down on par with Goblin and Doc Ock. Yeah, as a and as much as a lot of it isn't his human performance in this, his voice yeah, yeah. work is great. Oh yeah, yeah fantastic! Yeah. And really, really sells it. And and on that note, I don't know whether you guys have seen, but there was apparently a lot of repurposed footage used. Yeah, no, it was for obvious just Sandman in the cinema. And, yeah. and for Lizard as well, um, with stuff from previous films. Um, because oh. they weren't they weren't there. All their yeah. voice work was done from their homes. It was it was mm. quite obvious to see though, because um the bit where and I know I'm jumping ahead a bit, but the bit where um Sandman and Lizard are basically reverted back to their human selves pre-superpowers. Um, like the Sandman one in particular is just his transformation scene or the scene where um, Peter just chucks all the water at him and ch- yeah. chucks him down the drain. It's just that in reverse with a couple yeah. of new effects. Mm, um, yeah. And obviously the Lizard one is just the one from the end of Amazing Spider-Man 1. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, I absolutely adored Jamie Foxx's Electro in this. He's much better. He's much more oh, imposing as yeah. that character this time around. Do you know, I really wish, and I, I know, again, it's studio interference. Sony just needs to fucking let people do their shit with Spider-Man. If it's shit, they can just fire them and say, we're not using you again. Um, but if he'd have done that Electro... Maybe even kept some of the blue makeup. Um, yeah, he ju- he would have absolutely excelled because if they had got rid of Goblin and Tasm too, and just kept Electro on his own, but may- maybe made Harry like a, a what do you call it like an influencing figure 
it probably would have been a better film rather than having fucking loads of villains in like it did. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I absolutely love that fight, but I just cannot get over this black and gold suit. I just don't like it. I it's if you're gonna have a black suit for Spider Man, do the black suit. Yeah, I think that's where we're heading, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make that a segue, but we get jumping ahead a little bit. Um, the fight between um, Peter and Doctor Strange in the mirror dimension, fuck me, that is so gorgeous. Yeah, all that stuff throughout the whole of the MCU with, with Stranger stuff has been great. Yeah. They've nailed yeah, it just, every time. When yeah, you let visual effects people run manic, amazing, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool dimension, actually, to see on on screen. It's got very much basically its inception with fights, <laughs> with more with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, I lo- I even love the fact that um, uses his like the thing that is his strength. Which is just being a fucking nerd, and yeah. just goes. Do you know what? Actually, this is just fucking uh, advanced maths, isn't it? And he just like webs every fucker off, and even <laughs> like tangles Doctor Strange. But what I would have loved if they'd have zoomed the camera out, and it's and not just a wreck looks like a regular spider web, and just Doctor Strange <clears> in the middle of it. I thought that would have been so, so beautiful. So then we get the um, scene back in the Sanctum Sanctorum um, where Peter basically does the most Spider-Man thing ever and rather than just, oh, chuck him in prison, you go, do you know what, let's actually try and help them. And, and I mean, the pair of you will understand this reference now, um, probably haven't played the games, um, but it gave me massive Spider-Man PS4 vibes. Yeah. In that he mm. didn't just want to put Doc Ock in prison he actually wanted to, he, he reverse engineered the tech and, well, he fucking stabbed him in the back of the neck with it. Like, but, um, <laughs> he actually he actually fixed Doc Ock. Yeah, okay, it wasn't the most perfect fix in the world, but, you know, it was a really good end and, and it, it was actually quite different compared to the fact that pretty much all the Spider-Man villains that have gone previously have died in some way. Mm. Um obviously save um, Sandman and uh, Vulture the rest have died but to be honest let's let's just face facts Mysterio is not dead um, it's uh, I, I love that um, he gets it from May though um, because Peter was about to start going down a very difficult path in that he was overly stressing about everything and starting to go, more, I'd say probably more down the route that Tony probably would have taken a Tony being in that situation, because Tony situ- uh, Tony's co- sort of answer to everything was to just oh, just lock it away, I'll forget about that, pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. And I was like, no, Tony Stark, Peter Parker, you do something about this. And obviously that'll then lead into the iconic line that we get a little bit further down the line in the film. Um, but i got to say, um, delivery of the line from Norman that is one of the most memed things that could ever come out of a Spider-Man film. I'm something of a scientist myself. I, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely broke down laughing when he said that 
in the cinema. Absolutely broke down laughing. And like the, my family are sat either side of me and they're just looking at me going, why is that so funny? It's just a line. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the whole scene in the apartment, they're trying to come up with the cures for everyone. Um, I've got to say, I actually wanted um, Sandman to be cured first because if you think about it, Sandman actually poses the most threat because he is technically indestructible. Yeah, and yeah. he's the he's the one that always wanted to be turned back. Yeah. yeah. So I want I wanted um I wanted Sandman to be done first because te- technically that's your that's your big piece off the board basically. And Peter's like, oh fuck! If he if I had to cure him first, he could have really helped me. Um, but the whole thing when uh, Octavius regains control of his mind. I thought that was so beautifully played. Mm. Like he just yeah. been dragged back into reality from a complete yeah. utter madness that he descended in, and I think the only thing that could have made that better that scene was if Molina had just uh, shed a single tear because he couldn't hear the voices of the AI from the arms anymore. Yeah. It's just mm. a, a clarity behind his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when it happens, that it, you can see it's like a mist just disappears. He becomes a completely different character as well. It's, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. But the whole thing of when the spider sense goes off and Peter's like looking around going, I'm going, what the fuck's setting this off? What's happening? What's yeah. happening? And, then and it's the just, strongest it's ever been as well. Yeah. But it's yeah. the fact that he, le- he lets it just take complete and utter control of his entire body, which when, um, if you look into like the expanded lore of Spider-Man, what it technically is, it is just a reflex action that if Peter completely lets it can take control of his body, it's actually a form of precognition that can go up to about an hour before any event can happen. Wow. So, so he could, there's actually an alternate universe where he he allowed the spider sense to take control of him that much that he became like he basically became on par with a black widow assassin like in, and he was an assassin himself and i think wolverine was his partner in it wow. if i remember rightly um go and look it up honest to god it's one of the it's just one of the sickest storylines i've ever read doesn't the comics build on that with madam web and stuff as well that he yeah yeah that it, it's well, all part thought, of it well, basically can feeling the vibrations on the verse <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. The Spider Verse is technically a massive spider web that comes out of Madam Web. Oi, oi, um, mm. and uh, the sp- that's where the spider sense comes from. In that it can feel the vibrations of every different universe, and because there's a lot of similarities in all the other Spider Verses, um, that's what allows them to say, mm. "Oh, hang on, that's going to happen now." Shit, move out the way. But as I say, if he allows it to take control as much as possible, he can. It is just a reflex action that his body will uh, involuntarily move, but it looks like he's just dodged the bullet, dodged the throw knife, whatever it is. Um, but I love the it's fact so well that, shot, as that he, sequence as well. Oh, it, yeah, it's the first person view as well. Mm. It's it's brilliant. Um, but I love the fact that you don't even see what he shot a web at. You just see his arm stick out, <laughs> and then everyone just looks towards Norman. And you see his hand webbed to the thing, and his face slowly changes. 
<laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. But I tell yeah. you, the one thing that annoyed me about that particular scene, they didn't give Willem Dafoe the prosthetic teeth. I don't know if you know what no. I'm on about. Right, so in um, in Spider-Man 1, the Sam Raimi one, uh, when Willem Dafoe would do the scenes between Norman Osborn and the Goblin in the reflection, um, when they shot the Goblin side of it, they gave him prosthetic teeth, which were basically his own teeth, but what we call on our natural teeth fangs, they were prosthetic ones that made them a lot more pronounced to reflect the teeth on the Goblin mask. So that you could tell the difference between that's Norman Osborn, that's the Goblin. Mm. So so it kind of annoyed me that they didn't give him the prosthetic teeth for when he actually just fully embraced the Goblin side of him. It was it, it was just a nitpick, but I thought it would just set it off beautifully. Like being that little cherry on top of the Norman Osborn cake. Um... But the, the fight that ensues from this bit that Norman just gets in Electro's head and says, we're gods, why do you want to relinquish this power? And But in fairness, Max Dillon does not need a lot of convincing, considering no. he was basically if Peter had not been bitten by the spider and like 10 years down the line is still like fucking no one. Um. But it's uh, the the entire battle takes place in that apartment is just brutal. Like mm. they fucking laid into each other. It's absolutely it is, ridiculous. It's on daredevil levels for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because and Norman just properly goes to town on him. Yeah, yeah. It's do you know what it reminds me of? Um, there's a fight in the the end of the Peter Parker. Ultimate Spider-Man comic run before Miles took over, um, and Peter's final battle in that comic run was against the Green Goblin. Now, obviously, the Goblin in that universe was like a fucking nine nine foot tall green brick shit house. Like he could <laughs> could have he could have knocked the Hulk down. I'm really not gonna lie to you, um, but Peter gets absolutely pulverized and dies of his wounds, and. I honest to God thought that they were going for that type thing. It just that Norman was an average sized person in the in the scene. But oh it was just absolutely brutal and especially with the payoff at the end, though, with uh, poor Aunt May. Yeah. Which it, I didn't see coming. No, I really didn't. But I thought it was an absolutely mm. fantastic portrayal of um do they call it walking dead syndrome or is it dead man syndrome or they call it something where it's like you've been fatally injured but you walk around as if not that because you you're not aware of your injury yeah something yeah, like that i mean they caught everybody out didn't they watching that oh, oh right so they're not killing her off uh, yeah oh no that's not good do you know what really confused me about it was though because in Civil War, um, Tom Holland says to Robert Downey Jr., yeah, when you can do the things that I can, but you don't, people get hurt. Now, I thought, okay, so he's obviously gone through the whole Uncle Ben was killed because of me type thing yeah. already. But I, for some reason, thinking about it all and like really analysing it, I don't think 
um, Aunt May has ever had an Uncle Ben in this universe. No, I don't either. I think no, Aunt May is, is Uncle Ben of this universe. Uh, yeah, I mean, having watched this now, I, uh, the suggestion is that she's basically single. Yeah, yeah and Isn't I think it? she has been practically all her yeah. adult life, yeah. Except for the mm. odd fling with Happy Hogan here and there. Um, yeah. i got to say, though, kudos to John Favreau uh, carrying that comedic moment where uh, him and May break up at the start of the film. <laughs> I, I, that was hilarious. That He's I, great. That I, I love him in any role that he plays. It's always funny, yeah. no matter how limited it is. Like, even in Friends, he's funny. Well, I watched him in uh, in Elf just before Christmas again. Of course, he directed that, didn't he? And he's got yeah. that one scene as a doctor, and he's brilliant in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we get the iconic line of, um, with great power comes great responsibility from Aunt May. Um, yeah. I won't lie, though. I didn't like the delivery as much as um, we've seen it in the past films with Toby and Andrew. Um, it mm. felt quite shoehorned, not as not as like you know chucked in your face as it could have been, but it was like you could see it coming that she was going to say it. It kind of mm. felt like because they were killing her off, they felt like she had to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, that this is the thing that um, this is a sort of. I mean, it's not a massive sin. It's a kind of okay retelling of it, but. Uncle Ben or Aunt May or anyone never actually says those words to Peter in Amazing Fantasy 15 or Spider-Man number one, whatever whatever you want to call them. No one actually ever says those words to Peter in his origin story in any version of the mm. comics across the Spider-Verse. It's just a thing that Stan Lee put at the end of the Amazing Fantasy 15 and it's stuck. And yeah, okay, it's become his motto, fair enough. But no one sort of imparts that particular wisdom. He kind of just learns it through what he's experienced. And that's kind of what I liked about Tom Holland's Spider-Man in that it doesn't need saying. It's just common sense kind of thing. Yeah. And you learn yeah. it through experience. So that's why I liked the fact that it was never explicitly said. But then when the shoe owned it in, I was like, okay, yeah, it's a nice moment, but did it really need saying? Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we uh, we get the whole sort of. I'd say this this is kind of the end of the second act of this film, um, purely because it's a the beginning of the of what I consider the third is a very uh, re reflective place, um, yeah. for Peter. He's um, it, I mean to be honest, that scene alone where um, he's just sat in front of the billboard that JJ's uh, broadcasting through and yeah. Yeah. it's just streams of tears coming down his face the, uh, he's just letting himself get soaking wet from the rain there's thunder and lightning going on behind him it's absolutely fantastic that that scene alone absolutely brilliant yeah it's what I call um, a poster shot and it's still yeah. that's close up on the side of his face a profile and that's a poster yeah. shot right there brilliant I've got to say, though, even though he's just had the absolute shit kicked out of him by Goblin, um, he's not got that many uh, cuts and bruises on his face. Well, he's <laughs> healing, there. isn't he? We know he heals yeah, quickly. He has got yeah. spider healing. I hate that saying. He's just got advanced healing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we now get 
the scene that everyone, the world and his wife, was looking forward to <laughs> in this film. In uh, Ned's apartment. Oh, with, his, with his auntie and MJ. And he starts thinking he can do a little bit of magic. Not Paul Daniels' level <laughs> of magic. <laughs> but he can do magic. And yeah. A little bit. Do you know what? Not I, a lot. <laughs> you like this? I love... I love the delayed hours. reaction in in the screen I was in when when that portal opened, and then people suddenly realised which version of the um spider as he starts as he starts running towards the the screen. It's like that's not our Peter. No, but it's it's more the fact that um really like the fact that they introduced uh, Andrew first because it, Andrew got the least screen time as Spider-Man out of all of them. And by introducing him mm. first, he gets more time with the audience on yeah. his own yeah. to show yeah. why he was a good Spider-Man. Mm. He was, he's not the best, but... And there's a meme that came out recently, and I keep meaning to send it to you both. Um, but do you remember in Spider-Man 3 when Sandman gets out of the window of the apartment and he says to his wife and kid, I'm not a bad person. Um, what was it? I'm not a bad person. Just done bad things. Yeah. Right. And someone superimposed Andrew's head onto Flint Marco and it's got on it. I'm not a bad Spider Man. Bad script. Yeah. See, I always thought he was a good Spider Man. It was his pizza that I always struggled with. Yeah. 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 His Peter wasn't overly convincing. I also thought he felt a bit too old for the Peter part. Yeah. But but his quip delivery was uh, great in the suit. Yeah. In the suit, his quip, his line delivery was fantastic. It was so funny oh, and yeah. so well paced. It's, just, but I love the fact that, um, like MJ and Nether trying to test them, saying, "Well, if you are Peter Parker and you are Spider Man, <laughs> go on, get on the get on the scene, on that. Go on, get up there." And he's going, <laughs> get, I'm, get not, the I'm, just, "I'm not going <laughs> to get the cobweb." I thought that was brilliant. You know, absolutely yeah. brilliant. But and then I love that. I'm just going to say. Hear the reactions of Ned's uh, auntie between seeing Andrew come through the portal and then seeing Toby come through the portal. <laughs> the nice, nice homely college t- tutor that comes through in a bit. <laughs> but, yeah. just, but again, that was great uh, as well because when he st- when uh, Ned starts doing it the second time, you could tell people knew. Everybody was just sat there waiting for it to happen. It was just great to yeah, feel it. Everyone knew it was coming through the second time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's. It's the fact that, and I had a, con- I had a conversation with a friend about this uh, after seeing No Way Home, and they said to me, why didn't they have their theme tunes or like a version of their theme tunes in the background to introduce them? And I was like, because they don't need them. You don't need no, a grandioso exactly. entrance. As much as I said to you two in our little group chat that if uh, Toby doesn't get an entrance at some point in the film with his big orchestral theme behind him by uh. Dan- Danny Elfman. I will walk out of the cinema. You know, even though we didn't get that, what we did get, I am perfectly fine with it. And I actually thought it was even better. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Toby is Spider Man. Andrew is Spider Man. They don't need the theme tune to confirm that to you. No. no. And, th- and th- there is that track, isn't there, during the big fight? fight scene when they yeah. combine the three and I've listened yeah. to that multiple times I'll, I'll admit that um, Yeah, I, my, yeah I, my, my little one <laughs> goes to sleep to it 
<laughs> That's brilliant. He, he's asked for it multiple times. And even today, turned around and just went, oh, that song's called this. And I was like, how the hell have you remembered that? And it's because he really enjoys it. Yeah, it's all it's absolutely fantastic. Um, but I love the fact that um, the, the difference in reactions between Ned's aunt, C and Andrew and, Pete and uh, Toby, when she's just like screaming her head off that Andrew's come through a portal and then she sees Toby in the corner and she's just like, oh yeah. As you yeah. wave, giving him that I'm, little wave. Oh, I'm going to bed. Love- night, night. There's just a, and a couple of little bits in there when, when, when we see them both. Uh, first off, when Andrew says, you have magic here too, which suggests that it's something he's come across in, in later yeah. years. Yeah. I, yeah, I in think there's verse. probably, I've got a feeling not only are we probably going to get an, an Amazing Spider-Man 3, I think we're going to get some expanded media for both Toby and Andrew in the form of comics. Um, possibly something else, maybe like, I don't know, audio dramas. I don't know, I'm just theorising. Um, but I think definitely comics are on the horizon for Toby. Um, I know Forbes within maybe the last three or four hours um, have suggested that a Spider-Man, uh, an amazing Spider-Man 3 even, uh, is definitely in the works. Um, that's yet to be officially confirmed anyway. Um, mm. But I, I personally would like to see a TASM 3 and also expanded material for Toby because um, I grew up on Toby. It's, I mean, Spider-Man at this rate is currently becoming at the same pace of as what is who is your favourite Doctor Who? Like and yeah. I, I grew I grew up on David Tennant in the same respect that I grew up on Tobey Maguire the Spider Man, and any more Tobey Maguire Spider Man content I can get my hands on. I've, I've seen some rumours that a, a third Tobey film might actually be animated. Be if they animate a fourth Tobey film, I'm absolutely fine with that. A fourth Tobey yeah. film, sorry. yeah, yeah. If, Makes if sense. they get like. If, yeah, if they if they basically say to Sam Raimi, okay, Doctor Strange two was an absolute hit. Um, here's however much money it took to make into the Spider Verse. Go and make um your Spider Man four. We won't touch you. You just go and make it. Uh, get all the cast back, all the actors that you wanted originally. Just go and make it. I'll go to the cinema and watch it. I'll sit on Disney Plus and watch it. I don't care. I'll watch it. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst has been. Very insistent that she wants to come back as MJ. Uh, yeah, as as has Emma Stone as yeah. uh, Gwen. Um, personally, I think we may be in line for a Toby and Andrew cameo in a future Into the Spider Verse film, yeah. um, which then could lead into the Amazing Spider Man three, where Spider Gwen comes in, and it is Emma Stone. I, I don't know, I'm just theorising. Uh, anyway, back to No Way Home after all of our theorising. Um, the shot at the school where Toby and Andrew are clinging to the bell tower of the school, or the turret, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, um, that is going to go down as an iconic shot, along with a, an yeah. iconic shot that comes a little bit later in the film. Um, but the, the whole thing of when they're in the lab, and they're discussing, or no, sorry, when they're still on the roof, even sorry, and they're discussing uh, why each one does it is Spider Man and does what they do as Spider Man. Um, and you actually realize the variation, even though it's basically the exact same story between Toby and Andrew, how different it actually is, tonally at least. 
Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's interesting because I've just been reading they've started doing some press um, for the film now that they're allowed to talk about it. And they said both Andrew and Toby had very much an influence over the script as to where their characters were. Um, yeah. And that Toby yeah. was kind of very much like <laughs> as little as needs to be known as possible for mine because he's happy, he's he's moved on, whereas Andrew came in and went, I very much want to continue that dark path that I was yeah, on yeah. at the end of my second film. Um, mm. And I think that's kind of where we start to see it throughout these oh. these little bits. When he says he stopped pulling his punches, that's chilling in the cinema to hear yeah. him say oh, that. Oh, yeah. And the suggestion is he's probably killed people along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I think he's, I think he probably has killed people in his timeline of events. Um, I just don't think it's like being, you know, a random mugger. He's just thought, fuck it, you can piss off and like, you know, chin the bastard. Um, I think it, he's possibly been fighting um, like a future villain, not necessarily uh, yeah. Paul Giamatti's Rhino, but I think he's probably had his version of maybe Vulture. And has yeah. uh, has killed Vulture just by punching them yeah. far too hard. Uh, and, and something um, as simple as as letting them fall or whatever, or not not grabbing a hand to stop them from dying or whatever. Yeah, walking away. Yeah, and yeah. it's quite chilling to think that Peter could do that. Yeah. See, on, on on what you were saying, Paul, about uh, Toby, and he said, uh, "I wanted as little detail as possible." Uh, yeah. about what happened to my Peter. Uh, I think there could be a method in his madness about that. I think he's kind of said that so that a lot of the fans will say, well, we want to know, so go and make Spider-Man yeah. 4. And he's, it's so that he's then got that in the bag that, okay, I've got Spider-Man 4 if I want to make it. Yeah. Um, but whereas Andrew's, to be honest, I think Andrew's film now needs making to come hella high water. Um, possibly with Tom Hardy's Venom, if uh, current rumours are to be believed. Yeah. Um but the the scene in the uh the high school lab, um that is one of my favorite scenes in a comic book movie of yeah. recent history. The yeah. I will <laughs> I I will watch that on repeat on YouTube as soon as there is a non pirated version on YouTube. I will probably just watch <laughs> it over and over again. And it's um, not just the three of them either. <laughs> Jacob oh no, MJ and Ned are and fantastic. Zendaya are brilliant in it. They just just the combination of all of them, and especially Ned saying, "Oh, I'm not going to become a supervillain," and it's like, "Oh, here we go." There's your setup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling. I'm telling you now. Yeah. I had a massive conversation with my cousin in the, uh, the car ride home uh, after the um, after seeing the film, and we have already decided that Ned is probably going to become Hobgoblin. Yeah. Because uh, we don't think that they're going to do... They might do Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, but we don't think that they're going to do um, Hobgo uh, Green Goblin. They're just going to yeah. go straight for Hobgoblin, which, in fairness, I am perfectly fine with. Yeah. Uh, so long and again, they... that would be equally devastating when Ned doesn't know who Peter oh, is. Yeah. To become yeah. a villain. Well, See, the thing is, um, I also I made a reference to my cousin uh, that she did not get and used to, will probably more than likely remember. Um, if they give Ned a mask, if they do his Hobgoblin storyline, uh, I really want uh, it to be a sort of non-moving mask, kind of how um, Willem Dafoe's mask was. But I also want the voice of Hobgoblin to be Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
just uh, some 90 Spider-Man fans might uh, appreciate that one. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but I love the uh, the scene that really got me, the, the bit in that scene that really got me was um, when Toby shoots a web. Yeah. And they absolutely <laughs> shoot themselves. That was, that was proper le- fan service because everybody that, yeah. had been asking for it. Yeah. They, they, if they hadn't have done it, I think people would have been like, yeah, that's just ruined the whole film. Yeah. Just because fans can be like that. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's just, uh, I, you know, I can't talk about this film enough, honestly. I'm trying to... I'm going back and forth <laughs> between scenes here and me. I don't want to talk about that. Um, the, oh, they did the meme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the Spider-Man yeah, pointing yeah. meme. That, that was brilliant. Um, but now we come to the definitive final uh, sequence of the film, uh, the battle on the Statue of Liberty. Um, why do all Spider-Man films have to have a final battle at a like a famous landmark location? Well, that because was the way, he hates landmarks. Yeah. <laughs> he started with X-Men, though, didn't it? Yeah. That yeah, was Statue of Liberty, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we get a scene very similar throughout this this fight to the scene that's in X Men in the in the top of the torch. Yeah. Um the the bit between uh, Andrew and Toby, just the pair of them on their own talking about um like what what it's been like for them as they've because they're obviously a lot further along in their timeline than uh, Tom Holland is as in their tenures as Spider Man, um, I'm gonna take a wild guess, and I could probably, I'll probably be wrong if something official confirms this, but I'm gonna say Toby's been Spider Man for about twenty five years at this point. Yeah, it's gonna timeline. be it's gonna be about twenty to twenty five, isn't it? Because yeah. yeah, Toby yeah. in real I, life is forty three. Yeah, and he t- and so, he did Spider Man about twenty years ago. Now, didn't he? Yeah, so it'll, actually, yeah. it'll be t- it'll be twenty years ago this coming year yeah but then you have to take into account that he was meant to be a teenager when he started yeah yeah so you are looking between 20 and 25 years that he's been yeah and andrew's gonna be something like 10 15 years really yeah because although it's not actually been that long since his last film if you think about it no um he he looks a lot older than he was at the time he's he has aged um, but yeah, I love the fact that they they just talk about it's just, it's just a, a scene that was needed between the two of them, as in like, yeah, we've been through this, we've done our tenure, but yep. one, let's talk about it between each other and just leave the new guy to sort himself out for a little bit. <laughs> and um, I do love the fact that um, Andrews Peter acknowledges the fact that his villains were shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know brilliant. What? They are a little bit, but you could do the lizard really well. You could even do Electro really well if you made him a complete knob. It's the fact that they made Electro like a nobody and like a wuss, basically. Whereas in the comics, he's always been, and excuse my French, but it is the last, probably the last episode before New Year. But Electro in the comics from the st- from his first appearance to the present day was a cunt. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just a, a horror bag. Um, so it's the it's the fact that they made that massive character change that I didn't like for Tasm Two. Um, 
But I do think that the fact that Toby mentions Venom and the black goo, I do mm. think that's going to trigger something in Tom's upcoming films. And also, I'm touching wood here, but in the hope that we get a Tasm 3. Uh, because if Tom Harvey does become um, the Venom of Andrew Garfield's universe, um, something will be triggered there memory-wise. Whilst we're talking about this sequence, I mean, there's a couple of things that spring to mind. Hey, I love the sort of the exchange about the bad back and the sort of putting his back back. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, In fairness, you don't have to also, think about the physical implications of being Spider-Man and all that web swinging, yeah. do you? And also, my other reaction watching this was, it was the first time watching the film where I was thinking, so the leak, this was actually one of the leaks. Yeah. Actually, it was those two. It was those yeah. two on scaffolding in a green screen. Yeah. I gotta say though, I do love how uh, Tom's Peter like really steps up in the sequence though, and like really takes charge of uh, yeah. the other two Spider Men, um, even mm. though like they have probably. Five ten years more experience at least on top of them as Spider Man, um, but I t- I absolutely howled laughing at the fact of the when Avengers. Tom mentions the Avengers and they go oh my god <laughs> are you in a band? But that's exactly what you expect from Andrews Peter because he is this yeah. like cool skater dude that he'd bring up yeah. being in a band. Yeah, oh it's absolutely and, and brilliant. If- the other thing, of course, it, it suggests that those two multiverses are much smaller. Yeah. There's no yeah. Avengers, etc. Well, the, there's, uh, there's the, the sort the, of... The Peter um, might be the only superhero. Well, there's the loosely connected rumour that um, the original X-Men films are supposed to take place in the same universe as Toby's Spider-Man. Um, um, we know there's a Doctor Strange as well. Yeah, yes, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, we know Doctor Strange is knocking around because it's mentioned by um, JJ, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely, I love the fact that um, just jumping back to what you said about um, Andrew saying, "Oh, my villains were really shit." Um, I love the fact that um, he then says, "Yeah, I'm kind of like the lamest out of all three of us here, aren't I?" And like they just immediately jump to his defense and say, "No, hang on, hang on, no, 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 you're not." No, you know, and I think that's what made everyone else kind of go. No, do you know what? He wasn't a bad Spider-Man. He really wasn't. It was just he had bad films. It's not his yeah. fault. He would have been a, one of the best Spider-Man we've ever had, if not for the films. And of course, they used the classic "You're amazing." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, mm. The thing is, right? You know, there's all these different Spider-Man, and they all have different uh, adjectives to describe yeah. them. There's the spectacular, amazing, what ultimate, whatever. Of those adjectives, what would you say, uh, Toby, Andrew, and Tom are each individually? Well, Marvel have actually listed them. Oh, so okay. Andrew friendly, is friendly the amazing. Yeah, and yeah, Toby okay. is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. For me, okay. that makes Tom spectacular. And I assume see, that is said, where they're going. No, see, I'd have said Tom is ultimate. Andrew's obviously amazing because it's in the title of his character. I think they'll, um, but, they'll keep Miles to be ultimate. Uh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Because let's be honest, Miles is coming considering the comment from uh, Electro. Yeah. Um, mm. And if he's not, that's a major letdown. 
Um, See, I'd I'd have said, okay, then in that case, Tom is a. There's another one. There's another adjective. I can't remember what it is. Um, So Andrew's amazing. Toby is Toby is spectacular for me because um, if you watch the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. The, there's a lot of moments that are ripped right from those films, both uh, animation style and movement style. Um, it it just reminds me of Toby Spider Man. Um, but th- there's there's one there's another like adjective that was described for Spider Man comics. It wasn't just like the Amazing Spider Man spectacular, or whatever. I can't remember what it is, but Tom is a different one. He's not spectacular to me. Um, that will always be my dear Toby. Um. So the the fight that ensues on the on the Statue of Liberty um is absolute it's perfect to me. The, there is nothing wrong uh choreography wise, uh dialogue wise, actual events that happen. It there's nothing wrong with it. I know that someone's gonna pull something out of thin air and say, Oh yeah, but what about this? But not for me. I think it was great as well. There's there's nothing that can drag that down for me. It's even the bit where they all pull on the mask the masks, uh, jump out, out of the scaffold and yeah. web swing round and then all and here comes the other iconic shot that is gonna be my wallpaper for the next fifteen years on my computer, um, where they all <laughs> land on the head of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. In in their poses. Absolutely. Yeah, another perfect. leak that was right. Yeah, right. that is absolutely perfect. Um, my my cousin actually cried a little bit um, at a particular sequence in this final fight uh, when MJ goes bye bye and does it does nearly does a Gwen Stacy. Um, yeah. It's the fact that uh, when Andrew catches her and then start like literally starts crying, that is. That yeah. is some serious yeah. emotion, some serious I, acting I had going on there. I at that point, so I can see a lot. Of yeah, it. it's my cousin because I grew up on Toby. My little cousin grew up on uh, Andrew, and now subsequently, mm. subsequently Tom. Um, but her first Spider Man was Andrew. So when Gwen mm. Stacy died, she like she felt it at the time, and then seeing that, she, oh, she absolutely wept at that bit. <laughs> It was absolutely brilliant. I, I I was made up that they they kept it in because I thought, yeah, there might actually be a thing that MJ dies here, and that's what sends Peter over the edge, maybe. Um, I gotta say though, uh, the the curing of the villains is all well and good because it, as I said earlier, it does something that n- not many other Spider-Man films have let happen before, and the the villains basically just don't friggin' die. Um, but the whole thing of the, gobl- the goblin fight at the end, uh, they knocked 10 bells of shite out of each other there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is yeah. an absolutely brutal scene. But um, I saw an edit on TikTok where um, when Toby catches the glider as Tom goes to kill uh, Norman, and it's it was just a thing of when he catches it, like his life as Spider-Man flashes before his eyes and he sees like um himself holding Uncle Ben's killer up against the window in the first film. He sees uh, Doc Ock turning 
turning evil. He sees himself turning evil when he has the black suit. Um, and Does also he say himself dancing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think he forgets that moment out of choice, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to lie, I very nearly had to run out of the screen um, at one point during the sequence because I think my heart actually stopped for a full 30 seconds. Um, when Toby was stabbed in the back, yes, I, I, I genuinely think my heart stopped. You could hear people go oh, in my screen. Yeah. Uh, one of them was me <laughs> again. Yeah, one of them was me as well. Maybe all the way from uh, Hertfordshire, Tony. <laughs> I honestly, God, would have just like stormed out oh, the theatre. They just cannot do that, surely. And, and no. <laughs> but I mean, I I was made up with the fact that like he said, oh it's all right, I've been stabbed before, I'll be sound. Like and everyone went, okay, he's going to be sound. But I thought, no, I'm gone. <laughs> Fucking hell! I've already pulled that one once. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, but I thought, no, hang on. Yeah, okay, you kill someone big, but you've done that. You've killed Aunt May. Just leave it at that. But I thought, you dare kill off Toby, there will be rioting in the streets by um people of my age group. But again, how good not... is Tom in, in that sequence? Oh, Just showing yeah, the rage you, you cannot we've never seen before. Tom in that. Absolutely yeah. not. But I think that the bit that um, seals Tom as one of, if not the greatest Spider-Man of all time, is the bit where he then leaves Andrew and Toby on the shield at the at the foot of the Statue of Liberty. Um, goes up to Doctor Strange, who's trying to control. Um, the well, the the collapse of the multiverse all around them, yeah. um, and he said, and he just sacrifices everything for the greater yeah. good straight away. Not a not a moment went through yeah. his mind when he said, "No, do you know what? There's another way I can do this." He just immediately said, "If that's the best way to fix it, do it. I don't give a fuck what happens to me. I don't care if everyone yeah. forgets who I am." It's just, oh, that is just a moment of yeah. pure heroism. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. It's just brilliant. But the the scene at the at, then at the foot of the Statue of Liberty where he's saying goodbye to Ned and MJ, mm. that that is a real tear tear Yeah. Can, I did can feel we just uh, well enough. pay pay tribute to uh, Stranger's cloak once more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> saving Ned. Because throughout this film, it's great. We obviously we had we didn't touch on it earlier, but we get the moment um, in the fight scene between Strange and and Peter, where he basically turns him into Zombie Hunter's Spider, hey. which I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, um, and then I we get obviously that. get float, floating Ned as well. Um, yeah. in, in this scene, do we think Ned really can do magic, and is that going to play a part into some of his powers as Hobgoblin? I, I think so. Because Maybe that, that's what causes it, perhaps in some way in this version. Yeah. Hmm. Messes I with it or something that. and then he comes up as it ends up as Hobgoblin, perhaps. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I just really want Hobgoblin. <laughs> mm. Um but um yeah, I absolutely love that. But I gotta say though, Peter really wussed out in the ca- in the cafe. Yeah. He really did. I mean, yeah, okay, I know like he sees the cut on her foot on her forehead and thinks, no, do you know what? She's better off without me. She'll be safer without me. But I'm not being funny. By, like, the second film in his next trilogy, he's probably going to be either dating Betty Brand, uh, Gwen Stacy, 
um, I don't know, who, the, the smattering of other love interests that Peter Parker's had over the past 60 years. Yeah, Felicia's another possible interest. Yeah, Felicia. He's good. But then again, if he if they give him Felicia in the college trilogy, I'll be fine with that because Felicia can handle her own. Mm. She's perfectly capable. Um, whereas obviously MJ is supposed to be the damsel in distress. Mm. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think he really wussed out. I think it would have been interesting if he'd have at least told Ned and not MJ because, you know, it's... He's not in love with Ned. He loves Ned like a brother, but he's not in love with him. We and all, you could have easily used that as a turning point for Ned. Yeah. We all know why it's done, don't we? It's a commercial decision, I think, ultimately. That's why they did it. Yeah. 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 As opposed to a narrative one. I do th- I do think that um, uh, Ned and MJ are going to continue into the next trilogy. There's absolutely no doubt about that. They may have a smaller so. role. Yeah, I do. Th- I do think so because because they're going to be yeah. off in another city for starters. Well, yeah, but they they might say, "Oh, COVID happened then," <laughs> and they were all uh, working from home. No, I just so. get the feeling that <laughs> that's the name of the next film: Spider-Man working from home. Yeah, <laughs> we've, seen, we've already seen that fact. I said I could cosplay that version. So. Um, no, see, my gut feeling is that we won't see those two again. I, I, I think, think I, I think we may get um like watching MJ from afar, maybe in the first film, and then he meets Felicia um and gets the black suit. Um I also think that Ned may be a more prominent figure because you've got to keep him in the loop to then have him become Hobgoblin if that is what the route they're gonna go down. Um so yeah, um just gonna jump right forward now uh, the the final bit just basically sets him up exactly as uh, Toby's Peter is yeah yeah. It, it's, yeah, the ex- yeah. it's the exact same shitty apartment he's got absolutely fuck all money and let's be honest the first thing he's going to do is just go and play a massive practical joke go straight down the Daily Bugle and get a job selling photos of himself yeah he, that, if you think about it Spider-Man was the inventor of OnlyFans <laughs> if you think if you really think about it um, well, I gotta say they did a proper final swing which is a tradition which and should be a long standing tradition of Spider-Man films going forward that that really that did uh, something to my and heart of course the way it finishes we all wondered whether he was going to pop up with Hawkeye in a background <laughs> yeah he, yeah. he swings down past um, past the tree, yeah. The tree, yeah, and you just see it blow up. <laughs> going, oh, shit, what's going on over there? Oh, the, the owl flies say, alongside him. Oh shit! Uh, I guess bad, we talked about time. We talked about time, uh, timelines in the in the Hawkeye bit in the last episode. Again, this kind, of, I suppose, if you're looking at timeline, must take place. That end of the film must be just before Hawkeye starts. Yeah, I do yeah, think probably. Yeah, but I, I've mm. got to say new suit looks absolutely stunning. I just wish yeah. we'd have had a far, far better look at it. Yeah. And it's it was one thing that they didn't hold either in the end. Yeah. They started using it in trailers. Yeah, yeah. 
It's mm. nice to see a homemade suit mm. coming in, though, isn't it? There at the end, that, that yeah. shot. A, pro- a proper homemade suit as well, yeah. Yeah. Proper sewing machine and everything. Um, so I think that about does it for our Spider-Man No Way Home review. And yeah. uh, very, very long in-depth chat because I'm not going to lie, I we probably should, go for another hour. We should, we should touch on the uh, the credit scenes, I suppose, or credit scenes. Well, I was gonna, I was actually, I was gonna get your scores for the actual film and then go on to the credit scene. But if you want to do it the other way around, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we should just talk to them and give our scores at the end. Just talk about the whole pack. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um. So the first end credit scene um was one that people were expecting, considering his lack of appearance in the whole two and a half hours of the actual film. Um. We get Tom Hardy in a bar. <laughs> in Mexico, yeah, in, yeah Mexico. in good old Mexico. Yeah, and I'm not being funny. Considering the end credit scene of Venom Two, we were expecting, oh shit, Venom is going to be in, actually yeah. in No Way Home. Yeah. No, he's yeah. not. He's really not. He's literally there to, well, set up a story arc in the next trilogy. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. to be honest, I'm fine with. But I would prefer if I don't know. It just kind of confused me because Strange says that the people who came over from other multiverses were people who knew that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Yeah. How does the Venom symbiote know this? Because the there's rumor a is this. Around, but it, that their consciousness crosses the multiverse. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, a bit of a shit. Eh? Well, I mean, that, that's yeah. some breakdown stuff I've watched. That That's a school okay. of thought is that the symbiote, because of because of the line that um, that he gives Eddie at the end of Venom 2 about, about mm. all the verses and it would fry his mind, etc., etc. Yeah, uh, and true. the suggestion is that they have I mean, a, a multiversal conscious. I mean, if if they if they use the Venom symbiote from the Venom films to then cross over into Andrew's universe, I'll be fine with that if they explain it that way. But it just at the moment it doesn't make complete sense to me. I think if I if I get the film on Blu-ray and go back and watch it and really study it, I might find an answer. But you know, it, it did feel a bit of a cheap shot, didn't it? Really, to have him there a little bit, yeah. I'm going to go to New York and meet this guy. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're just going to sit in a bar for half an hour. And you're going to go, woo, wibbly, wobbly, wibbly, and then you're going to go back to your own universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very strange. And then, of course, we get, after that, we go, oh, right, we're, we're going to get, I thought, I'm sat there thinking, oh, we're going to get made, we're going to see Andrew and Peter. And, and what I was hoping to see is that we would see MJ, we'd see two versions of her. Of Kristen's MJ, the domesticated one, and maybe uh, walking down the street, pa- passing Andrew one, which would have been quite nice. Well, I got, I got to um, say, actually, you just uh, jogged a little memory. I really wanted, um, even if they had the tiniest bit of expanded material, uh, not expanded material, expansion on uh, Toby's uh, continuance of Spider-Man. I really wanted them to say, oh, yeah, my Aunt May died as well, um, but I named my daughter after her, and she is now Spider-Man. Mm, yeah. Or Spider-Girl. Yeah, it would have been nice to see something with those two other Spider-Men in, in the credit scene. I mean, what we got 
was fine, but I wasn't expecting yeah. it. I wasn't necessarily crying out for it to see a trailer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that they released it online the day I went to, or actually even the night before I went to see it in cinemas, um, like I, I just didn't really need to, I didn't need to stay through it. I didn't actually watch it, to be honest, on the big screen. I let everyone else in my family who come to see it with me watch it, and I said, I, I, I'm going to watch it when I get home. It's already out on the internet. I, I, I don't personally see the point. Again, I wonder if that was a financial arrangement with Disney. Did they put that in there? I don't know. We'll probably find out more as time goes by. Um, so, yeah, that is our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, final scores, boys? I absolutely love this film, so it's going to have to be in the top the top 10 of 100, isn't it? I'm going to have to go something about 94... Oh, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Everything I kind of wanted, other than other than the lack of those MJ credit scenes, everything I wanted from it was in there. It was beautifully shot. It was moving at times. It was gut wrenching at times. It was extremely funny at times. It was complete fun, overwhelming, exhilarating. Two and a half hours in the cinema. And I loved it, and I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Paul? Yeah, I can't really add much more to what Tony said. It's it's everything you want from a, a Spider-Burst film. Obviously, we've already seen it on the animated side of things, but not with that attachment that you get from the Spider-Man that we've seen before. The live action, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. My my score was pretty much the same. My, I was going to say 93. Oh, it's Okay. I, I, I'm probably I'm probably going to sound really generous, but I really don't care. This is my this is now my favourite Spider-Man film of all time. It has actually knocked Spider-Man two off the top perch. Um, I'm going with ninety six. I was going to say I was going to say ninety five. I thought no, I've got to give it a ninety six. You really wanted to say a hundred, didn't you? But that was actually... no. Do you know what? I didn't actually, um, because you 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 know what I'm like for nitpicking when it comes, especially to Spider Man, um, and my nitpicking does play a factor in not giving it a hundred. Um, I've got to say though, in regard to the Oscar talk that's going on, I don't think it should have a Best Picture nomination. No. I think it should go in there as like a this is a fucking classic film to watch for generations to come. I don't think it deserves a Best Picture nomination. No, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be out there in the technical norms, isn't it? It's going to the, the visual effects are going to be in there, the sound. Oh the yeah, visual effects and all that, absolutely fine. Um, but in, in terms of um, like Best Picture and to, I mean, this is no disrespect to any of the actors either, but any of the actor nominations either. No, I'm sorry. So uh, that is it for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, please join us on our social medias. We are on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, what else are we on, Paul? Or is that Facebook. it? Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, we are on Facebook. Um, please check us out on there and share, like, all that jazz. Uh, and we will see you in the new year. Please have a very safe and warm new year. We wish you all the best for 2022. Take care. Cheerio.